We're midway through November, ladies and gentlemen. NFL and NBA on the docket. It's two top tens. It's an extravaganza. We've got it all for you. Plus some NFL games. We got to pick two. Welcome to Downtown Sports. I'm the Mouth of the South, John Chaboni. This is the Beast of the East, Jonathan Pariente. This is Downtown Sports. This is where sports come home. Well, we have things to do. And yeah. by the way, we are, I just want to congratulate the Las Vegas Raiders. Six days and no one has been fired, kicked out, or arrested. You know what I'll be amazed about? If they, if I see their name on this top 10, I really hope I don't. I really pray that they're not here. Um, I, I, I'm just waiting because... Uh... Well, without further ado, let's read this top 10. It's... Uh, all right. Well, I can already tell you, our number 10 team is very different. It's not who... Uh, I was, I'm a little shocked who it is. All right. Let's thank Crystal Large for this top 10. Let's start with the number 10 team. Are we going to thank him or kill him? Let's find out. Number 10, the Baltimore Ravens. Six and three, first in the AFC North. They are number 10. Well, well Chris likes that. to do... I don't know. Chris likes to do weird things with things like this. The Ravens have played two very terrible games. Well, yeah, Lamar Jackson I mean, doesn't look terrible good. games. By the way, Lamar Jackson's looked worse than he ever yeah. did a week and ago. You lost to one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL in the Miami Dolphins. You lost 22 to 10. You couldn't crack a score after one field goal early in the game. The Ravens offense just kept going three and out, three and out, three and out. Where was Lamar Jackson running the ball when when you kind of needed him to run it a little bit? Where was uh, where was Mark Andrews? Where was Hollywood Brown when you needed to maybe get a pass or two to them? Where yeah, was- where was Hollywood Brown? I That's what I thought. Where was Hollywood? He probably went back to Hollywood, California, or Florida, wherever he's from. Oh, decided to just uh, – Get starstruck with the celebrities. Who the heck knows? I don't know. But let me tell you what he didn't do. He didn't get me the uh, usual 13 to 16 points a week. He got he gets me. Instead, he gave me what? I think 6.7 points. Yeah, I could have started the Jacksonville tight end and gotten better production. Well, if I could share with you how this game all went, if you're a Ravens fan. okay, let's take a look. Marquise Brown at six catches for. 37 yards. Oh, yeah. Lamar Jackson had nine carries for 39 yards. Stellar! Yeah. Lamar Jackson only completed 26 of 43 passes for 238. He threw a touchdown and interception. Was sad times. And you know what's even wor- you know what's even sadder about this? You know what's even <laughs> sadder about this? I can't stop laughing. I'm laughing out of horror. All right. Jacoby Brissett was starting this game, and he wasn't even doing that good. He got hurt. An injured Tua came back to win the game for them. An injured Tua had to come in and win the game for them. Tua wasn't even supposed to play. And an injury made Tua come in. And he went 8 out of 13 and threw a big bomb pass, by the way, that uh, pretty much helped seal the game for the Dolphins at the end. The sad part is Mike Kosicki didn't even have a catch in this game. And they're running back. benched him. Yeah, thank God I benched him. The running game for for the whole Miami Dolphins ran for 60 yards. I didn't bench Knox. So there was your offense. If you're the Baltimore Ravens, you score 10 points. You give up 22 to Miami. You throw a bad pick. Can we just uh, 
I don't say about the Ravens right now, guys. But can we get over now? Can we get over the beginning of the season for Lamar Jackson? Can everybody stop talking about he's going to get another MVP award, please? Never going to get to the next level the way I'm not saying he's never going to get to the next level. He's going to be here for a long time. That's that. That's true. But he can he never will prove it any deeper than maybe a couple rounds into the playoffs. He will. I don't know. He's got to improve. I mean, but look, obviously his passing game has improved tremendously from last year to this year. But then again, this is always the point of the year where the Ravens have their gut check and then they win the games that you don't expect them to win. And then they go on a tear. So the Ravens, maybe we'll see if they turn around. Let's go to the next team. Number nine on our top 10. Uh, This is another team. I'm very shocked to see all the way at the bottom. The Buccaneers. I'm not. Number nine. They shouldn't even be on this list. They've lost. They've lost their last couple games in a row, including you lost to the Washington football team. Okay. Let me say that again. You lost to the Washington football team. Why are they on this list? Because they're six and three and they're first in the NFC South. No, they should not be on this list. They they shouldn't be ahead of anyone. I don't understand. How is it that? Can can, can someone please just explain to me how Tom Brady, up until the second quarter, Brady had minus three fantasy points. He threw two interceptions. Well, it hurts when you throw two early interceptions. Yep. And Taylor Heineke was utterly perfect. 26 out of 32 for 256. Yeah, where's Tampa's defense? That's that's them. Yeah. Oh, you are you heard what Bruce Arians, by the way, uh said about his Buccaneers. He really lit into them after that loss. <laughs> he should have. Oh my god. Uh as I recall correctly, and you know, Brady didn't really want to talk much about the uh about the loss, and I can you honestly blame him? They basically <sighs> Giselle's probably screaming Bruce, at him right now. Bruce Arians called his team a very, a very dumb football team after that loss to Washington. Yeah, they right, are. that's coming from Arians. Very dumb football team. He called his own football team. Well, I mean, uh, see what happens when Brady doesn't have a security blanket in Gronk. He said it has nothing to do with ability. It's about wrong. It's this is from Arians. It has nothing to do with ability. It's about execution and being a smart football team. We're a very dumb football team, and that's a reflection on the coaches. It's very disappointing. It's very alarming to watch the energy at every practice and show up with a lack of execution and energy that it takes to win on Sunday. We've got a lot of soul-searching to do. Well, um, okay. They, they play in a crap division, though. It, it's not as if uh, they're going to. Saints are five and four. They're right behind them by just a game. The uh, Carolina Panthers are five and five. They could, uh, they could make a run now. Cam, are we really believing in Cam Newton? Cam Newton immediately made an impact in the beginning of that game, and they beat Arizona. By the way, I just want to say one thing: if Cam Newton ends up being the starter for Carolina for the next couple of years, very likely Panthers. The Panthers realize they basically just played a game of hot potato, right? I've been playing hot potato all year. Yeah. I've been playing hot potato with my team all season. So he's not alone, Cam. You're not alone, Cam. I know the feeling, brother. I know the feeling. But right now, yeah. For Tampa Bay now, how ironic enough, their next game 
against Daniel Jones and the Giants. That's their next game, ladies and gentlemen. Saquon's back. Only this time it'll be at Raymond James Stadium. Saquon's back. Well, let's see if Barkley will play. Yeah, he, he, he is playing. All right. And it makes a big difference then if you're the Giants. It makes a very big and difference. And I think they get a lot of their receivers back too. Well, I happen. think for the first time, the offense actually might be semi-complete. Let's see if the Giants can build on that momentum that they had following their impressive victory over the Raiders before their bye. Let's I see. hate this, though. Why? I want them to lose. Well, Monday night, we'll know our answer, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Monday night. Let's go to number eight on our top ten. And, well, this is another team that's fallen way above where they were from where they once were. Number eight. The L.A. Rams, seven and three, second in the NFC West. And I'm not shocked they are where they are. Two terrible losses in a row. Pitiful yep. losses, I might add. Matthew what, Stafford. Can we stop saying pitiful when San uh, Francisco's no, a legitimate no, football team? No, pitiful in how the freaking Rams went out on their football field in L.A. the other week against the Titans, knowing Derrick Henry was not playing. And you still let Brian Tannehill with his arm, making a couple of lower-end running backs look more... How is that Stafford's goal. fault? Where was the Stafford defense? couldn't complete a pass. Stafford couldn't get his main guy. It seemed like, I don't know, it seems like the Rams just kind of figured, ah, the Titans are going to be easy. We're going to blow right by them. We're at home. They have no They have no chance. They took him for granted that night, ladies and gents. On that Sunday, that last week. And then we go into Tampa, into into San Francisco, where the 49ers have been on an eight-game losing streak at home until that streak finally got broken last night. And again, Garoppolo didn't beat them with long passes. No, no. Garoppolo was dinking and dunking, dinking and dunking, and running and dinking. And dunking. And how, again, is that Matthew Stafford's fault? Because then that, because where was Aaron Donald and the defense? Oh, Von Miller. I thought Von Miller was going to play. I thought Odell Beckham was going to, was going to make a big difference as well. Right. I thought it was uh, returning punts. Right. Wasn't he going to ignite the offense? Well, here's what Stafford. Of course, of course, just, just you want to talk about fantasy. It didn't help that the first two possessions, by the Rams were interceptions. That didn't help things. No, Stafford well, tried to, Stafford tried to air out a ridiculously long pass. Uh, wanted to get Odell Beckham involved on the on like the first play of the game. Picked. And you know what happened? Niners went down the field, ate up most of the clock in the first quarter, scored a touchdown. Yep. Then the next yep. possession, barely <laughs> two plays into the second possession. Yep. Pick six. Just like that, you're down 14 nothing. And Can I just say one thing? After they scored a touchdown from that point, it was three and out, screwing up a, a field goal attempt. You wanted the, the your punter, Johnny Hecker, to, to, to lob a pass in there on fourth and eight in the closing seconds of the first half. Sean McVay can't coach. I think that's what this game is. Is that what this is? Because yep. it clearly showed in the Super Bowl, and it clearly showed with Jared Goff how much he stunk. I mean, he ruined Jared Goff's career. Yeah, look what Jared Goff is doing right now with the Lions. He's that that poor boy is shell shocked. Yeah, and also, can't do anything. And you know what? Also, I think the Rams. We not maybe not even talk about this. I think Robert Woods tearing his ACL really hurt this team. Now, 
I think they're more hurt than you can realize not having Robert Woods. Stop there. rubbing it in. I'm not listening. Jerk. I'm not rubbing it. He tore his ACL. What did you want Robert Woods to do? Tore it in practice. Can't do anything about that. Yeah, I don't. At least I knew before. Uh, I never knew that this was going to be a, a, an Achilles heel for the Rams if they lost Robert Woods. I could understand if this was Cup. Robert well, Woods. Cup and Beckham are the same receiver. Yep. That's the problem. Yeah, they both run deep routes. You have a million. You have a million targets. You can throw the football to Higby. You got Higby's a deep route guy. Tight end. He's a tight end to safety. Higby's a tight end. You can throw the ball to him if you need to. Yeah, but you had Van Jefferson could throw the ball to Van Jefferson. Yeah, Daryl Henderson could have run the ball with him a little more. You have Sony Michelle. You have all these other playmakers, minus Robert Woods. Robert Woods was a guaranteed 10 yards. He was your slot receiver who played inside. There is no one else on this Rams offense that could do that. Now you see why they miss Cam Akers. Cam Akers would fill that hole. Akers is trying to desperately try to come back. Well, he needs to. Well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this right now. I'll make this very quick. We'll move on to the next team. The Rams, the Rams don't win. The Rams don't get to the Super Bowl this year. By the way, Sophie Stadium is going to host the Super Bowl this year. Sean McVay and the GM are fired. Yes. You, you think they're fired? They're gone. Both of them are out. They'll keep Stafford. Thankfully, the Rams have a bye week coming up. So they're going to have a good couple of weeks to get their heads back on straight and, and get themselves uh, refocused here on what they need to be doing. So we'll see where they go. Another team now. Let's go to number seven. And this is another team I'm surprised to see as low as they were. They were number one at one point. Another team that plays alongside the Rams. The Arizona Cardinals are number seven now on the top ten. Can you believe that? Uh, well, Green, Green Bay. You know what? Remember last year? Do you remember how last year went down? Um, They started off, what was it, like six and one, seven and two or something like that? They had a couple of games like this where they got blown out. And then their whole season crumbled mind down you, around mind them. Mind you, the last two weeks, they didn't have Kyler Murray. They didn't have DeAndre Hopkins the last two weeks. You're relying on Colt McCoy. You're relying on lesser wide receivers. Yeah, you have Zach Ertz, but you, know, you have an aging A.J. Green. Christian Kirk, eh, can do some things, but is he good enough? I don't know about that. You don't. If your offense is not on the field more than your defense is, Look at what you have. Look what's happened to the Cardinals the last two weeks. And I know everybody's going to say, why are you picking on the Cardinals? Because they why? should be a lot better. Because they should be much better than what we saw the last couple of weeks, even if you don't have Kyler Murray, even if you don't have Hopkins. They have yep. enough that they should be able to at least, yeah, Colt McCoy won in one game. He should have been able to beat Carolina. Knowing, By the way, Cam Newton didn't really even play, mo- even though he scored the touchdowns, he didn't start in this game. P.J. Walker oh. did. This was a game where so, Darnold was out. Yeah, you had McCaffrey. Okay, McCaffrey did what McCaffrey does, but who else was really beating you on the Panthers? No one. Exactly. Except for Cam freaking Newton. Yeah. Who never should have left that team in the first place. Them letting him go was the most ridiculous thing I ever saw. And now the Cardinals are going to go to Seattle next week. That's oh, big- and by the way, supposedly uh, Sam Darnold is going to start when he comes back. 
well, he's out with a, he's out for the next few weeks and who knows if he could be out longer than that. Well, I think he should be out permanently, but <laughs> let's see what happens. Number six on our top 10, the green Bay Packers eight and two first in the NFC North. Can we please Why stop. are they number six? Why are they six? Chris why, why, has why are they just six? hatred. Chris has hatred. Okay. I don't get it. Did, did you eat a bad block of cheese? Did someone from Wisconsin pee in your coffee? I, I, I Come on. You got to give me something because I don't know. Look, I don't like Aaron Rodgers either. I, I, I think he is a uh, jerk. He should be suspended. He put his teammates and his coaches at risk. Yeah. I understand wanting to hate on the Packers, but. Why does Chris think they are sixth? Well, I'm gonna, I want to know. Uh, well, uh, he didn't put this down, but I'm going to explain what happened. But first, you know, Green Bay, I feel like they should have blown out Seattle a little more than they did. You know, Rodgers didn't really play his best game. Didn't even throw a touchdown. He threw a pick. Yeah, something he rarely does. Okay, he did enough. The Packers did enough. Their defense actually did a lot better than I thought they would against Russell Wilson. Plus, uh, DK Metcalf got ejected from the game, which kind of. By the way, the Packers' defense is legitimate. I can tell you, as a fantasy owner, better than we thought it was. As a fantasy owner, um, the Packers and the Bills are giving two of the best point totals all year long. Mm. Well, over the past five weeks, too, like the Bills get 17 fantasy points, Packers get 16, Bills get 10, Packers get nine. Seattle was held 2 0. Seattle Seahawks had zero points. Russell Wilson only completed half of his throws. He threw two interceptions. Wow, that that sounds very Geno-esque. Yeah. Well, again, helps when uh, Metcalf is not playing. He gets thrown out of the game. Your big target is gone. And the rest of the receivers really didn't do anything. And Seattle is Seattle's three and six now. Yeah, that, that, that's that's shocking. San Francisco is actually going to end up making the postseason. Possibly. I called it in the beginning of the year and I'm sticking with it. Well, they're better than the Seahawks. The only they just only, beat the Rams. Only negative for Green Bay. Aaron Jones got hurt. MCL sprain. Out one to two weeks, at least one to two weeks, though. I know it's not terrible, but MCL springs are not to be laughed at. Those are very. uh those can mushroom into ACLs that can mushroom into maybe a break instead of just a sprain that could get worse if it's not treated the right way. I mean, the best two teams in the NFL, right in the, honestly, the NFL are the Cowboys and the Packers. Well, why are, why are the Packers six? I want to see what teams he put up above. Who's number five. I'll play number five, new England Patriots. Six, they're second in the AFC East. no, uh, no, you know, the Pats have been, you know, uh, I think Mac Jones has finally figured out how to be a quarterback and he's playing at a much different level than when he started the year. Uh, he also has running backs that know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. And the Patriots have a defensive genius in Bill Belichick, who has literally for the last couple of weeks been blowing out some of the top two quarterbacks of the young generation in this game. He blew out the rant the, the Browns with Baker Mayfield this week, held him to seven points. And then the Patriots did the same thing the other week to Justin Herbert. You took two of the top future quarterbacks in this game and you made them look like chums on that football field for the last two weeks. The Patriots should still not be fifth. 
explain to me how the Packers, whose defense has been better than the Patriots, um, defense, New England, whose offense has uh, been better than the Patriots. New England's D is at a little bit of a different level than Green Bay. I'm sorry to say it, but New England is a more disciplined defense than any team in the NFL. I'm sorry, I have to, I have to say, I have to say the truth here. They are a much more disciplined team on the defensive side of the ball. They don't turn the, the ball Bills' over. defense is better. Well, I like to see when the Bills and Patriots face one another to see which point and see how true that point will be. We'll find. Josh out. Allen's going to tear the Patriots D up. Let's see what happens. Well, New it England is going to play. New England is going to play uh, Atlanta on Thursday night football this week. To well, so that'll be a simple win for them. My running back is my new running back is going to gain a whole bunch of fantasy points. It's going to be great. Number four in the top ten. All right, I'm not shocked to see this team here. Kansas City Chiefs, first in the AFC West. They've been playing. They finally, Patrick Mahomes went back to the old Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, we were expecting for most of this season, threw for 406 yards, five touchdowns against Las Vegas. He blew him out 41-14. In Vegas. And how much crap has that team that the Chiefs just be gone through? It's it's actually kind of sad. I mean, so the Giants picked their bones and the Chiefs barely beat the Giants. So this really proves nothing. They might be first, but they're first in a division that honestly has been underperforming from top to bottom. Yeah. I thought the AFC West was going to be this dynamic division. Well, I mean, it is, but yeah. and you know I what? Got it four losses apiece. Yeah, I remember the Chargers lost to the Vikings as well. That was a team that should have won and maybe be tied with the Chiefs right now. But no, they lost. So now the Chiefs are all alone in first place in the AFC West. You know what? I thought that was what we were going to have maybe two, three weeks ago. The way the Chiefs two, three weeks ago, everybody thought the Chiefs were finished. Now the Chiefs are, uh, you know, they're getting back into it, but they defense have to play better the last teams. three weeks. Their defense has played better the last three weeks as well. They have to play some real teams. Yeah. Well, we're we going have to, to see what out. they do against real teams. Yeah. Well, next up, this should be a very, uh, this should be a very interesting matchup. If you're, if you're Kansas City, a good battle for them is coming up. Ah, and a perfect battle Kansas City is going to have. Dallas Cowboys, Kansas City Chiefs. That's a real team. Dak Prescott and Patrick. I hate to say it's the best team in the NFL. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. Well, this matchup could really tell us where these two teams go. In fact, I just brought up the Cowboys. They're our number three team on the top ten. How appropriate is that? Seven. Wait, so he put two teams ahead of the best team in the NFL. You just said how okay. Good the, wait, you just said how good the Cowboys were just two seconds ago. I said so they put two teams ahead of the best team in the you NFL. Said how good okay. the Cowboys were. He said, "Oh, the Cowboys were one of the best teams in the NFL." They are the best team in the NFL. Why are they number three? They should be number one because two other teams are a little better right now. No, they're not. Yeah. I'll tell you who those. Teams if you're going to tell me the Bills, no, they're not. Well, the Cowboys made a statement after that terrible loss to Denver two weeks ago. They blew Matty Ice and the Atlanta Falcons away 43 to 3. That defense. Oh, yeah. That defense played like the defense we expect Dallas to play with. Well, actually, I didn't expect Dallas to have this sort of defense. I thought Trayvon their defense Diggs was the weakest. Micah in Parsons. The- All right. Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons are the two pieces that make that defense go. Yep. 
When they go, the Dallas defense goes. If they don't, they lose. And when the offense goes, Dak goes, Lamb goes, Cooper, Schultz, Ezekiel Elliott go. Cowboys are about as dangerous as any football team in the NFL. They are the most stacked offensive team in the league. Everybody always talks about it, but they never realize the potential because either Dak's hurt or somebody's hurt or Zeke's hurt or this one's hurt. Lamb's hurt or uh, Cooper's hurt or any of them are hurt. They took it to ten, even though losing the first week, they took it to the Buccaneers that first week. Let me just say this for the first time. They've been healthy consistently all year long. This paper tiger that we've always talked about the past few years. Well, it's not in the infirmary anymore. The Tigers actually running around. Good luck, NFL. I don't. I want to see which two teams Chris thinks are above the Cowboys because I hate the Cowboys. But number two on our top ten, and I think it makes sense. The Buffalo Bills. No. Top ten. Sorry, it don't make sense. That's one of the better teams, right? Buffalo Bills. You you, you say how great Buffalo is, and they are good. I'm not denying it. Yes, they are. They're the best team in the AFC. That doesn't make them the best. That doesn't make them put them ahead of the Cowboys. Just as the Cowboys needed to put behind a bad loss, the Buffalo Bills did the same thing. They were humiliated against Jacksonville, didn't even score a touchdown, lost 9-6, right? Yeah. Coming to the Meadowlands to play the Jets. They blew them at 45-17. So what? that doesn't that, – the Jets scored 17 points on them. In garbage <laughs> time. Yeah, two of those touchdowns were in garbage time. It doesn't matter. Dallas didn't let a garbage time Mike touchdown White to go to Matty White threw four Ice. picks. Mike and White you, threw four picks. You expected him not to. He was throwing two picks a game every game he started. Yeah. yeah. Of course, a couple of those picks. Uh, do I blame Mike White? Uh, kind of. Try to lob a few of them up there deep in the this end. This guy literally in 2013 tweeted that he should have been the number that he thinks he's going to break Peyton Manning's well, records. Why, 2018. Oh, I should have been the number one draft pick. Now you see why he wasn't. Now you, now you see why. Now it's back to reality for Mr. White. And possibly Zach Wilson is going to be taking the helm next week. I don't think so, and I don't think, I think he should. So. Oh, I, think I don't so. think so. I'll, Joe Flacco. If Zach Wilson's healthy, I'd say start Zach Wilson. No, not not at all. You need not kill this kid's confidence for another minute. It has to. He needs to sit game. back and hold the friggin' clipboard. He really does. Mm-hmm. Well, Deal with it, Zach. Earn your spot back. It's not given to you. Well, as for Buffalo... Josh Allen threw for over 360 yards. There were three touchdowns. Didn't turn over the uh, – only threw one interception. Not a big deal. Yeah. Stephon Diggs was all over the field. Jets couldn't stop Stephon Diggs. The Jets didn't even double cover him. Do you know – it wasn't even that Stephon Diggs cooked. It's that the Jets didn't do a damn thing that even try to stop him. Maybe they forgot uh, who Stefan Diggs was. Maybe they figured ah, he wasn't going to hurt of Diggs very much. You know? Oh, but Salah, all gas, no breaks. We, we're not a we're not a single out of receiver kind of team. Well, oh, so you're the t- kind of team to get your ass beat. Okay, that's great. Yeah. And Rex yeah. Ryan even came out and said, don't compare me to this guy. Crap talking Robert Sala. You should look up that article. You'd love oh, yeah. it. I've read it. Oh, I've read it. I've read it. You know, Rex Ryan doesn't have Rex Ryan has a right to say what he has to say about Salah. And I've he has eight million legs to stand on. He was the last successful coach the Jets have had. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Wow. I didn't think it was going to be this bad. And who's number one? 
I want to know who's oh, yeah. better. Oh, yeah. You'll know who number one is in a minute. By the way, up next for Buffalo is going to be uh, the Indianapolis Colts. That should be actually a very interesting game for Buffalo. Uh, Carson Wentz has been playing very well. And that Colts offense with Jonathan Taylor. And the How's their defense? For, their defense has been pretty good. They uh, they held uh, the Jags to 17 points. I mean, they had to kind of win a close game. But the Colts have played much better of late. And the Colts with Frank Reich at the helm, I, I feel pretty confident in their offensive ability to put up points even against. Do you think they catch the Titans? We'll see. By the way, our number one team, you just actually brought it up. Yeah. Our number one team is just who you said. It's the Tennessee Titans. At what? One. Oh, yeah. What? At number one. Oh, yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What? Yes. No. Yes. Yes. Wrong. Yes. Yes. They have won. They have won ever since that loss to the Jets. You know the Titans haven't lost a game since. Yeah, you know I know. That? They've been That's no, great. They have been beating up teams. They've been out hustling some teams, winning. Dallas is better than them. Even with Derrick Henry, Dallas was better than them. Right now, the Titans don't even have Derrick Henry, and Ryan Tannehill is still beating teams. Bud Dupree has helped solidify that defense. AJ Brown. Still a guy you can throw to. I know they haven't had Julio Jones healthy, but as long as you had A.J. Brown, as long as you have different receivers, and that's, I think, what makes the Titans very dangerous. They have different receivers that Tannehill can throw the ball to. God forbid the running game doesn't do its job. I want – You have a good veteran. I want to uh, – Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to cut you off. I want to see what happens because I don't think this is something Chris is accounting for. I want to see what happens in two weeks when everybody has tape on Tannehill without Henry. Tannehill has already been playing like three games without Henry so far. Two, three games at least. Yeah, so two, three games, right? Yeah. Now we're going to see if the Titans are actually up to snuff. Well, next up for Titans are the Garbage Texans. So that's going to be it. That's probably they should steamroll the Texans. They should steamroll them. Jeffrey Simmons, by the way. Jeffrey Simmons, by the way, is, le- is leading their team with seven and a half sacks. And they beat, by the way, of those five games that they won in a row, by the way. Let me go through all, let me go through all five of the teams, by the way, that the Titans beat. Okay, this, this is why Chris put them at number one. I think this makes sense. You just beat the Saints. You beat the Rams. Okay. You beat Indy. Mm-hmm. You beat Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And you beat Buffalo. Does that, does that kind of change your tune a little bit now? So you had Henry for Buffalo and for Kansas City. Okay. You didn't have him for Saints and you didn't have him for the Rams. Okay. I, I, you, the Rams I give you. The Saints, the Saints they're in similar level of disarray as the Titans. But considering it's, it's, the Saints are still a team you have to take seriously. Defense, Sean Payton knows how to coach. You beat a Saints team that you had to win against. You, you beat the Saints, regardless how you slice it. So let that sink in for a brief moment. By the way, all five of those teams that I just mentioned were all playoff teams last year. So right right there, that's already a good preparation for the Titans right there to beat playoff contending teams and to beat all five of them the way they did. And now they're eight and two and first in the AFC South in a terrible division that it is. But the Titans now are holding down the fort. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. Packers eight and two. Titans are eight and two. 
Okay. The Cardinals are eight and two. Mm-hmm. The Rams are seven and three. Dallas is seven and two. I honestly think the Dallas Cowboys are the best team in the NFL right now. Well, offensively and defensively. Be Kansas City. Be Kansas City. A good team with a revitalized Patrick Mahomes. And we'll talk about it. I think Trayvon Diggs is going to pick Mahomes twice. Oh, let's see. Well, Mahomes finally went in a game where he didn't throw a pick. That was huge. So let's see if that happens here. Uh, Let's see if that can happen here against Dallas. I'd like to see how these two teams will. If we look at the trend this year. Nope. We're going to find out. All right. Well, that's going to conclude our NFL top 10. I want to thank Chris Delarge for sending us this one. When we come back, our NBA top 10. It's been a long time since we've done an NBA top 10. Yeah. Wait, they didn't send this to you, did they? No, I have no idea who's on this. I have no clue. Uh, yeah, you were expecting this from Chris, right? Yeah. Tony sent us the NBA top 10 this time. Yeah, I know. A little different. Okay. We're going to see this. Yeah, we will. Oh, God. Back after this. We'll be back right after this. Stay with us. It's the first one of the year. Welcome to the second half of this top 10 extravaganza. But, yeah, you didn't get this email. Uh, you didn't get the, the updated one. No, I did not. So I, I am looking at this and I'm just kind of shocked. We haven't done an NBA top 10 in who knows how long. Well, and the crazy begins now. Before we dive into the NBA top 10, let me just. Make- yeah. You can listen to Downtown Sports on 16 different platforms. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 16. That's right. We're on Anchor, Breaker, Spotify, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Bullhorn, Podbay, Listen Notes, Podcast Addict, Verbal, Castro.fm, and Stitcher. Episodes, Rants, Digital Market Battle, Specials, every Tuesday, Wednesday. We are downtown sports, and we are where sports come home. A little housework to do before we start. Mm-hmm. There'll be a rant coming this week. Oh, I better hear a rant. I just I want to hear one. I, we traded. Uh, you don't. You know. You don't. We have traded to, the Wilpons. This. Okay. You don't need to. Save it for the rant. Oh my God. Save it for the save it for the rant. No. And then and then this list is just making my head spin. Number ten. Okay, it's the NBA. Who we got at number ten? Let me hear this. The Los Angeles Clippers. Mm, I mean, mm. eight. What are they? Eight and five. Eight and six. I think eight and five. Eight and five. Five. Okay. I mean, you know, I couldn't. Uh, I could have said worse. Eight and five. I'm actually going to take that from a Clippers perspective. I'm sure Noah Eagle would say the same thing. I mean, 103.3 points allowed per game. They're sixth in the league. Good. That they're playing good, good D. That's pretty good. I mean, look, this is without this is without Kawhi Leonard, by the way. This is without Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, they might have him back by the All Star break. All they need to do is just tread water until then. 
we shall see what happens. All right. Number nine. Number nine, who we got? The Utah Jazz. Mm, that's an interesting one. Why all They're the fifth in the nine? league in points per game. They're eight and five. Uh, mm. Rudy Gobert is getting 15 rebounds a game. Okay. I mean, you have so to. So he's turning himself into quite the Dennis Rodman clone. Well, listen, Gobert has really elevated his game over the last couple of years. He's become not only just a great rebounder, but a good scorer and really just a solid presence uh, on that on that Jazz team. He is, the, def- he, he is the best defender in the game right now. Still is to this and probably will be for the next couple of years. That's how good he is. And it, it, his D won't go. suffer. His offensive skills might, he might stop getting as many rebounds. He might stop scoring. Defense is something that's up in the mind. Right now, you I'm know just- how to play defense. There's only certain, there's only so much like offense takes unbelievable talent. Defense takes unbelievable dedication. Well, the key for me now for the Jazz, and I, I think it's going to be very important to look at this. Uh, they're not, so far, they're not off to the hot start they were a year ago. I don't think they're going to duplicate or even replicate that again this year. That's not going to happen. Not at all. The Western Conference isn't all injured. Yeah. And there are other teams ahead of them that are a lot more uh, a lot more dangerous than they were a year ago. We're going to get to, uh, I'm sure we'll get to one in particular that I'm sure will be on this top 10. Let's get to the next one, though. Great. Who we got? Number eight, the Miami Heat. Okay. Miami Heat's an interesting one. I mean, 110 points per game. They're sixth in the league in offense. 48 rebounds a game. Mm -hmm. Okay. Nine and five. I mean, again, Eric Spolstra does a great job putting a good team like uh, this together. Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo. They play team basketball, Miami. Last couple of years, that's what this Miami Heat team does. They play team basketball. They even did with the big three. Yeah. But this time, Spolcher did it with a team of his own. Guys that basically he put together and said, we're going to draft we, these guys. We're going to draft Tyler Hero. We're going to draft Bam Adebayo. We're going to draft Robinson. And we're going to get yeah. a guy like Jimmy Butler to help kind of round it all out and this, bring this team together. And it's worked. The Heat are right where they are. And then, wait a minute. Yep. Isn't Mr. Lowry a Heat? Yeah. How, how have you not mentioned that? I love well, how you're like, oh, we drafted this. They built it all through the draft. This okay. And well, you then know, they bring I, in and you know what? around Kyle it all Lowry, out. And, and you just get the biggest Kyle free agent signing. Well, Kyle Lowry's been a great addition to them. He's been a tremendous addition. He was the biggest free agent signing in the NBA. Yeah. But, you know, because Kyle Lowry, maybe, you know, people felt, eh, maybe Kyle Lowry's better years were behind him. He's, he is 35 years old, after all. He's not the he's not the same player he used to be. So he maybe the numbers kind of fell off. Maybe his. No, you put that talent little, around him and bit. he's going to win another title. Miami is could Miami's last, not a Kyle, joke in the could East. Be his last chance at one thirty five. That might be his last chance. One of them. Yeah. Number seven. Here's another team that whose window is closing, but. Okay. Hey, it's the Nuggets. Uh, they lead the league in points allowed per game, ninety-eight point nine points a game. So they're Their defenses. Wow, so they're better than even the Knicks are. Holy cripes! When it comes to defense, dang. Their defense is in top, top tip-top shape. Yeah. Jokic is second in the NBA in rebounds at thirteen points a when game. You Helps when you have Jokic. Makes yep. that whole team so dangerous, and then you have. 
when Jamal Murray is playing the way he's supposed to, and then you have can we can we just finally uh, then Aaron Gordon? You put all those guys together. Can we finally dissuade the idea that you don't need Murray on this team? Because that's what everybody said when Murray went down last year. Oh, they're still going to be fine. They're going to be there. I said, nope, they're done. Jokic helps keep that team and makes them as competitive as they should be. I know. Yep. Yes. Now, key for me, though, is, well, can they keep it up? We're only 13 games into the season for these teams, 13, 14 games in. And we're not even at the halfway point. We're not even a quarter of the way into the season yet. Mm-hmm. And you're playing in the Western Conference, and these games are only going to get harder. As only? We... We'll see. Let's see where the Nuggets can go from here. But 9-5 and five isn't bad. Here is the uh, shocking thing. Ready right. for this? Number six, who we got? The Mavs. Mavericks. Dallas. 9-4. Right. and four. Mm-hmm. Their last 10 games are 7-3. and three. All right. Beaten some tough game, won some tough ones. Well, Luka Doncic, ladies and gentlemen, Luka Doncic, not said. And uh, I believe Porzingis is back playing for them, no? Yeah, he's had, uh, you know, he's had his uh, moments. He's had his share of uh, good and bad. And you did beat the you did beat the Nuggets the other night. So I will give the uh, I'll give the Mavericks credit where it's due. And yeah, Porzingis went off for twenty nine points, not bad. All right, Doncic went off for, you know, did only about 23, but it was enough. When you have, when the rest of the team can all pitch in, when the bench, when. Let's look at this. Okay. Are you ready for this? What do we have at number five? Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to tell you about Porzingis first. Please, Porzingis, go ahead. Tell me. 19.3 points a game, eight rebounds a game, an assist and a half a game. Not bad. Okay. Well. That's as long as Porzingis stays healthy. If he stays healthy, this is uh, this is excellent production. This is exactly what you were expecting from him, along with Luca. Well, if anything, Porzingis can take the pressure off of Luca. Yes, he can take over a game if you need him to. Seven three, built like a brick wall, two hundred and forty pounds. Like he's not this lanky thing. He is. He's got. He's got some weight to him. Yeah, he's tough. He's only and you know what? He's only twenty six years old. He's still only exactly scary. Well, he wasn't going to make it in New York. We knew that, but you know what? I'm glad that he's doing well in Dallas. And finally, see, Dallas is getting exactly what they thought they were going to get. Now, here's what's going to happen, though. And I think this is very important. Doncic, though, did get hurt in his most recent game. He limped off the field with an a left ankle injury, and he's going to miss at least a game. I'd like to see if Porzingis can kind of lead the Mavericks in their next game. Um, he's been talking about – Porzingis has done nothing but um, blab about the fact that he should be considered the star of the team, that he feels that he has not been given enough respect in – Here's your chance. Here's yeah, KP. This is it. All of us prove it. Number five, and wow. here's a team that I thought they were going to do well, and they are doing exactly what I thought they would do. The Chicago Bulls, ten and four. Jamar DeRozan is averaging twenty-seven points a game. Wow. Fifth in the league in field goal percentage. Lonzo Ball has made this team run. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Anyone with a brain, the any of the ball kids, 
especially the point guards, they can play ball. They can pass. They can shoot. Well, not so much Lonzo. LaMelo's got a better shot than Lonzo. Lonzo's shot looks like a little bit, a little bit deformed. But it doesn't really matter because Lonzo Ball is the best point guard we've seen with the basketball since Jason Kidd. The key ingredient also that is you brought a couple. You also ended up bringing a couple of Lakers from that team with you. So you bring in also Alex Caruso. You bring in a couple of uh, bring in a couple of role players there. Javante Green can do some stuff. Zach Levine, you already have. And you have DeMar DeRozan with Lonzo Ball. Talk about deadly. Talk about and, deadly. Uh, and DeRozan's the one that's actually popped out being the star of that team. Well, this was a chance for DeRozan to kind of get a fresh start after having some subpar years under Greg Popovich. Now he gets. No boy, he's got Donovan. it. Now he plays for Billy Donovan. Boy, is he a different looking player with the Bills. My goodness. My goodness. Number four. Number four, who we got? The Brooklyn Nets at 10 and four. Okay. Eating two of their last 10 games and they have the best three point percentage in the league. I'll give the Nets credit where it's due. I thought when Kyrie Irving refused to play, the Nets were in trouble. They still are. Well, that's right. Now. Irving better go get a shot. No. Well, I'll tell you what, now the Nets are playing the best team in the NBA who I presume and I hope will be somewhere at the top of our top 10. I think mm-hmm. you know exactly who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, the Nets are in a tight matchup with they who must not be named until we get to them. Yeah. So let's see where the Nets are. Let's see if they can keep the momentum going. They have played better. Of late. To me, I think that it, it, when we I'll speak about it when we get there. Number two. Number three. Number three. Nets are four. Well, yes, that's right. Number, Number three. three. I, no, it was like magic. No, this can't be right. Hmm? And it is. Oh, my God. Hmm? The Washington Wizards what have gotten off to the best start in the Eastern Conference. They're eight and two in their last 10. They're fourth in the league in rebounds. They're 10 and three. They are the first seed in the Eastern Conference. Now, does this by any means mean that they're going to continue being the best team in the East? No. However, my uh, little prediction that I made about them possibly being in that play-in tournament doesn't look so stupid now, does it? You know what? Quietly, I quietly, it just seems like the Wizards, ever since they got rid of Russell Westbrook, seemed like it kind of just let the team flow freely and just let them play the way they were always meant to play. You know what? Kuzma was a nice addition for them. Spencer Dinwiddie has completely transformed. Dinwiddie and Beal. Bradley Didn't Beal. I tell you about that backcourt? You know, their last game, they didn't even have Beal playing. Bradley Beal didn't even play their last game. Well, yeah, he's beat, the man. Well, he didn't play in the last game, but yeah, you beat you beat the Pelicans the other night. So that's fine. I'll, I'll fine and dandy. But yeah, if Bradley Beal's playing, when Bradley Beal plays, him and Dinwiddie, along with Abdija and Oh my goodness. And the rest of that and the rest, just, you know, the rest of the bench, they Montrezl Harrell. Look, the they're young. They're young. They're learning. They're doing a lot better than everybody thought they would do and right now. They brought, they brought, they brought another Laker with them. Don't forget. They brought Contavious Caldwell Pope with them as well. So having Kuzma, having Pope there, you have Caruso and ball playing for the bulls. 
Look how it's trans. Look how those ex Lakers have transformed the Bulls and the Wizards from bottom the of the only, barrel to top in the division. The only good thing about the Lakers and their pickups is Carmelo Anthony looks like he did five or six years ago. Everybody else stinks. Well, good news for the Lakers. LeBron is coming back by this weekend for the Lakers. That's big. Don't worry. They're not on this list. I promise you. Oh, I hope they're not. I really <laughs> they're definitely not. I just want to, before we go to number two, I want to, I want to do this real quick because a lot of people are not necessarily paying attention. Yes. This year, Carmelo Anthony, small forward. He is averaging about 15 points a game for rebounds. He's shooting 45% from three, 46% from the floor. He's actually, uh, He's actually making more of his shots. He is uh, much better from three than he's ever been in his whole career. And uh, 15 games, 15 points, four rebounds a game. Not bad. Not bad. He's the only good thing that's going on right now for the Lakers. That's it. Who's number two? Who's number two on our top ten? And this is a team we didn't expect. Okay. But we should have. Because I don't know why we shouldn't have expected this. The Suns. Yeah. Ten and three. Nine straight games in a row. Everybody thought that last year was a fluke, including myself. It's not a fluke, ladies and gentlemen. The Phoenix. We don't know that yet. The Phoenix Suns with Monty Williams look like one of the most dangerous teams. We the Suns went to the finals last year, people. You know, people don't realize that. The Suns went all the way to the finals, and they had to beat some tough teams. To they did take a tough shot. They had to beat some very tough teams to get there. And you know what? You have another year of improved play now with DeAndre Ayton. Another year of improvement with Devin Booker. Another year with Chris Paul. And the rest of this team. And now they all have the – they all have that experience now with them. Hey, we've been in the playoffs. Now we can get back there and have a little more confidence maybe to win it this time. And then do you know what? They're reading all the press where everybody said, well, that was the Suns one shot. Now next year it's going to be the Lakers. It's going to be. Prove them wrong. You're going to, their Suns are going to prove people wrong. Oh, they're reading their, they're reading the press clippings. And let me tell you something. They're sticking it to the walls and they're saying, ain't nobody got any respect for us, but they're back. Who's back? The team at number one? The Warriors. They're back. Curry and Thompson. Splash Brothers. 11 and 2. Right now, it's been without Thompson for the brief moment, so Curry's done that job extremely well. But right now, yeah, the Suns are in a... 28.1 points per game for Curry. He's the second leading scorer in the NBA right now. Well, right now, until Thompson comes back, it's been Curry. It's been all Curry. And right now, the Warriors and the Nets are in a classic duel right now in the first half, tied at 52 apiece. Back and forth, this game is going, ladies and gents. So the Warriors and the Nets are locked in a 63-58 now is the score at the end of the first half. Warriors are ahead of the Nets by five. and It's going to be a back and forth game, ladies and gents, and Golden State right now, 
This is without Clay Thompson. They get him back in the lineup. Would you be surprised if the Warriors become the favorites to win the NBA Finals again? They already are. Well, with Clay Thompson, I mean, they? they definitely will. With yeah. Clay back, they definitely will be. No doubt about it. I wonder what led to this turnaround all of a sudden. You know, Warriors were barely, barely made it in. They didn't even make it in the last year. They were had to play in the wild card in that winner go home game against the uh, Grizzlies. I think it was. Mm. They barely, you know, they ended up losing that game, and that was with again no Thompson there. So I wonder what changed. How did Golden State flip a, flip the switch this year, and they're eleven and two now? Well. Because Curry has decided, I don't care. I'm going to win every game on my own. He scored 28 points a game. Yep. Up to 19 already in the first half. Yeah, Steph Curry has pretty much said, guys, go away. I'm shooting the basketball. I don't care who feels they need to have shot attempts in order to get their game on or whatever. No, I'm going to go. I'm going to shoot the ball. And I'm going to win us the basketball games until Clay comes back. Then he can shoot with me. That's pretty much how it's going. Well, regardless, it's been working well. And very soon, Golden State is going to get more of their reinforcements back. They're not only playing without Clay Thompson, they're playing without James Wiseman. He's on the way of coming back. Can I just say this right now? Yep. LeBron is no longer the best player in the league. Durant is seven years old. Durant has lost a step. Durant's getting old. Durant's lost a step. Steph Curry's the best player in the NBA right now. I think he, at this moment, no. Is he the best player in history? No. Is he better than Durant ever was? No. I'm just saying right here, this very moment, Mm -hmm. Steph Curry is probably the best player in the NBA. Well, both players now, Durant and Curry, you just mentioned, they're both 33 years old. So they're getting to that midway point of their 30s. They're getting to the end of that peak of their career when they play at their peak level as an athlete. Durant's been doing it at the top level for longer than Curry has. Yeah, but it's after it's after about 33, 34. That's for me when an athlete of these players caliber starts to decline. When you get past Durant's already started, Durant's already started because the the injuries. Well, I said, yeah, well, 33, 34 ish is right when that kind of decline starts to happen. And then right when you when you get to 35, then you definitely see the impact happen right there at 35. You definitely see it. 33, 34, you're just tasting it. I think at like 36, we finally saw it happen to LeBron. Yeah. Well, and now you see what's also happening. LeBron is getting injured a lot more frequently than he used to. LeBron was almost invincible when it came to injuries. He's 36 Um, now. LeBron is 36 now. LeBron is a person who has spent his entire career driving to the hoop, banging on the basket. His jump shot is not good enough for him to be effective without his drive game wear and tear granted his jump shots gotten a lot better. That's what happens to point guards. Also point guards like to slash and dash the ones that like but to curry. Attack the basket a lot, but curry curry was one of those ones that liked to attack the basket a lot. And then he learned about how to keep his career around for a very long time with the three ball, shoot the three. And he learned how to shoot it from half court. He was he practices that half court three. Well, that's what makes the great ones. You know what? Perfecting your craft. Steph Curry literally changed the way this game is played. He literally has him and Thompson and that Warriors team have now made it all about the three ball. 
Well, some people say also James Harden played quite a role in that three ball thing as well. People agreed Harden for that too. Agreed, but Curry. If yeah, but Curry and Thompson up, elevated the art of the three point basket. They elevated the art of being a three point shooter. Better than Reggie Miller. Better than Ray Allen. Yes, he's better than Ray Allen. Yeah, been I'm a saying it, guys. He's better. There have been a lot of great three point shooters in the NBA, and, it's and Curry is the best in history. The best of them all right now. And right now, he, ever. ever. I don't think anybody's going to top Curry. No ever. way. And nobody thought he was anything until that skinny little boy took this, uh, what what was it, a uh, 10th seed Davidson team and uh, shocked the world, got to the Sweet 16, and lo and behold, who was their point guard? Stuff. And that's it. And I was cursing the Knicks because we drafted, I don't know who it was. Oh, yeah, it was, uh, what's his name? Nelikina or whatever his name was. Yeah. We tra- He's still on the team, actually. Uh, we drafted him, and Curry was the next one uh, down. Let me correct you on that. It was, uh, it was Jordan Hill the next drafted after Curry. Next one, number eight. Golden State went number seven. Oh, Jordan Hill. I thought they, I thought they passed Curry. No. Natilakina came right after the year we drafted Porzingis. Natilakina was a couple years later. But yes, the, the Knicks, but what could the Knicks do? They were the number eight seed. They couldn't move up. They couldn't move up to seven. I honestly thought they passed over Curry. Um, no, Knicks were number eight. They were, the, they were the next team before Curry. They were the next team before Golden State took Curry. I think the Knicks would have actually taken Curry, though. <laughs> Who knows? Probably not. We'll never know. Honestly, we'll never know. But this is the same draft that James Harden went in. This is the same draft that Blake Griffin was in. Goes to show you, though, this 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 one draft drew a pretty good deal of great NBA players. It did. Some true greats came out and- of this draft and now are playing in the NBA still to this very day. And Curry is the best of them, pretty much, except, well, Durant. Yeah. But, yeah, it's really quite incredible. And you know what? We're going to see more talent coming into the NBA and help carry this league for the next number of years. We already have a couple. None of it. None of it looks as good as Curry, though. I don't know. We, we have some talent that I think maybe give them time. We already have uh, John Morant. He's already I know Luca's the heir apparent to being the best player in the league. Luka Doncic is going to definitely carry that torch, no doubt in my mind. Then you have you have Anthony Edwards. I think he's only going to carry Jokic. Jokic, yeah, yeah. The future, future for the NBA for me looks pretty bright, and it's going to stay bright for a long, long time, even after Curry, LeBron. There's a lot of parity in this league now. It isn't just a league of like three big stars and now everybody every else. Got a star. Now every team has a star. And they're drafting and building stars. And they're taking stars off of other teams' scrap heaps. There you go. You know what? We're going to see, guys. And unfortunately, in all these stars, all these stars that we're talking about, Ben Simmons is not one of them. Yeah. Ben Simmons is not one of them, ladies and gentlemen. Some of these draft picks don't pan out like they should have. Plain and simple. Uh, we all thought Ben Simmons and Malik. Well, Malik Monk is still in the league doing well. Yeah, Malik Monk's playing. You know, Lakers have Malik Monk. He's been good. Yeah, he's actually been one of the brightest spots for them. So, again, we're going to see what happens. We will see. 
We will see. Oh, wow. The wizards on this list. Unreal. Yeah. Who'd have thought? Yeah. And well, the Knicks aren't. Yeah. Well, the Knicks had a couple of bad losses. Now they did win their last game against Indiana the other night. So maybe that'll get the Knicks back in the right direction, but you know why the Knicks are not there. And I'll, I'll end this note on this very quick. Go for it. The last number of games, the Knicks have had a minus from their starting five. The bench has played better than the starting five. Can we let that sink in for a moment? Tom out. And I think it comes from that starting five thinking they're untouchable, elect, so they don't have to play with as much effort. And you see the bench has had to rally the troops in late in the games. When Derek Rose plays, the whole Nick defense, the whole Nick second unit plays at a whole different level quickly. The rest of that Nick bench just when Derek Rose plays. I think anybody that would play with Derek Rose would be risen to that level. I think Kevin needs to be relegated to the bench. Yeah, I think he does. I think I, that I let let the old man eat. Let the old man eat while he still can. Sit back and watch Kemba. Sit back and watch one of the best point guards in the NBA today. I'm sorry. It's been a hard career for Derrick Rose. But the Knicks he's the last of those players that are still playing well right alongside LeBron James. And he came just before Stephen Curry entered the league. Remember, he was the number one draft pick back in 2008. Who can forget that? Still getting it done in 2021, Derek Rose. Oh, yeah, with his best friend, Tom Thibodeau. Well, let's see what happens with the Knicks, and we'll see what happens with the rest of the league. We're only 14 games into the season. We're barely a quarter of the way through. We have a lot of basketball still left to play, so we're going to learn very soon who will separate themselves from the pack in the Eastern and Western conference. I want to thank Tony Mainville for providing us with the NBA top 10. I want to thank Crystal Large for the NFL top 10. We're going to have a special DMB edition where we will discuss our upcoming games for week 11 in the NFL. Some very big games are coming up right around the Thanksgiving break as well. We're getting close guys. The real NFL games start now. Yeah, I I, I want to know where our five-piece combos are. I mean, come on. We got Thanksgiving coming. We have to have the Thanksgiving feast. Oh, Chris will get us one. Oh, it'll, it'll come. Chris, Tony, they'll get us one. Chris has been starving us. What the hell is this with pick sixes? Like, come on. The chef always has a secret ingredient and recipe he never wants to give away, right? Yeah, no, you got to start actually cooking the recipes before I ever, ever know what a secret ingredient is. Let's wrap it up. With that, that's going to conclude this edition of Downtown Sports. You can listen to us on 16 different platforms. We're on Anchor, Breaker, Spotify, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Bullhorn, Podbay, Listen Notes, Podcast Addict, Verbal, Castro.fm, and Stitcher. Rand's episodes, Digital Market Battle Specials, every Tuesday. Wednesday, want to also give a shout out to Girl Friday, Tanya Williams. Our in producer for putting this baby together as she always does. We're coming back even stronger than ever, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I think so. so. We're coming back stronger than we've ever been. Mm -hmm. Can't wait. We're working on getting a few guests. Girl Friday's talking to some people. I'm talking to some people. Beast is talking to some people. Things are coming. Oh, the interviews are coming. So if you were, if you come here for the interviews with big time guests, 
Oh, it's gonna it's it's gonna be smash hit after effing smash hit for the Beast of the East, Jonathan Periente. I'm the mouth of the South, John Shavoni saying, we're out. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.